Peace. This your girl, Sequoia Blue, and I'm back in here with another awesome show. And today we have Aretha Lee, very popular a lawyer, and she has her own boutique agency. And we are going to talk about how did she get into this field and um, how is she helping people now to learn about how to trademark their work and also how to copyright their work. What's up, Ariza? Hey, how you doing? <laughs> so you guys who, who you know have a hard time pronouncing my name, you can just call me EJ. Makes life easier. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that. I was like, let me make sure I'm seeing. So EJ, y'all, EJ. <laughs> sorry about that but um (laughs) to start off um so what where are you from and what made you want to become a lawyer so I am originally from Detroit Michigan um my mother was born in Savannah so I used to come to Georgia quite a bit as a kid um so Georgia is the second home for me um much like you when I was a kid I was really into uh music and things of that nature uh church kid if you will um in the choir and I was constantly always singing so I've always I I guess had uh, a desire to be um somewhat a woman of influence if you will uh whether Mm -hmm. that's um public speaking or something like that as a kid at five years old I did a speech in front of 200 people and I memorized the entire thing um, wow. So I'm thinking at five years old, I didn't have the same, uh, I guess, insecurities that you mean a grown ass woman might have. Mm-hmm, <laughs> so mm-hmm. I wanted to be in the creative space or the entertainment space, but maybe not necessarily in front of the camera, more so a behind the scenes thing. Um, and so as I was going through college and things of that nature and saw the the overlap between the law and writing, um, it just kind of became something that I knew uh, would work for me. And I knew I was going to be in the entertainment space. Wow. That's amazing. And so, um, cause you were saying, so you've been in, so you've been um, in entertainment space for how many years? How long has it been? If, if I really had to think about it from just as being my entire life, my, you know, I, my, both of my parents um, sing, I have uncles who are musicians that play all kinds of instruments. Wow. So it was definitely something that I was always exposed to. Now, I probably didn't know more so about it from the perspective of the law, but I think it's only made me mm-hmm. um, love the creativity creativity uh, even more, just learning more about behind the scenes and how you know songwriters uh, make money and um, how artists make money. Mm-hmm. Just, just all those, the overlap of it all, um, it has just made me love it even more. Oh, that's amazing. And um, what what made you want to, I would say, start your own business as a lawyer versus working for like, I guess you would say J Records or a record agency? Well, um, the one thing uh, about the world, if you will. So when I went to law school it was in 2009, which was just after the financial crash of that year. Um, so to be, again, completely frank, uh, there were no jobs. Um, people were getting laid <laughs> off left and right. Um, wow. So it was more so a thing of, well, if I really want to do this, um, I'm probably going to have to start off on my own. So um, mm-hmm. I uh, 
interned for an entertainment lawyer um, in Michigan before I came to Georgia. Um, and then I joined a couple of organizations that kind of really get, helped me um, get footing. So that organization would be the National, National Association of Recording Industry Professionals, or NARAP for oh, short. Um, and so they have uh, chapters all over um, the United States. Their main chapter is in California. So, you know, that's all things music and film. And then yeah. New York, Tennessee, and Atlanta. So um, I was able to connect with quite a few entertainment attorneys there. Um, and then we toured uh, at least once a month some of the top um, Atlanta recording studios. Um, plus they, they offered uh, continued legal education classes, which is part of my requirements as a lawyer. So, um, and a lot of those classes were centered on entertainment uh, agreements. So your co-publishing, um, recording mm. contracts. So I got to get my feet wet and really see these types of agreements and also getting, um, you know, sample uh, contract templates um, that I could use for my clients. Wow. So it was really um, there that I kind of got my feet wet. If that makes oh, sense. Oh, that is amazing. Yeah, that <laughs> makes sense. Um, and, you know, I've used your services before and you were really good at what you do. You you helped me, you know, not sign a bad contract. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so he's really good at what he does, y'all. Um, and then so from there, like, what would you say? Because, you know, there's a lot of young um, women listening. Like, would you what are the pros and cons of being an entertainment lawyer? Do you feel like there's more pros or do you feel like there's more cons? I, I don't I wouldn't necessarily say that there's uh, a pro versus a con for women per mm. se. It's just that, um, again, you want to make sure you're, you're you have a, a strong mentor that you can bounce ideas off of. Um, and not every client that comes through the door is the right fit for you. Um, and acknowledging where your experience is, because the last thing you want is to um, have a client that could be major for you and you mess something up. So you just want to make sure you have a mentor that you can talk to. And sometimes you might have to pay uh their whatever their radius to talk to them. I mean, they're they're working just like you are, but I just think it's a show of respect. Um, when mm -hmm. you say, hey, you know, I just kind of want to bounce an idea off you for a client. They don't mind helping you for a little while, but if you're going to be calling them regular, you know, have something where you <laughs> can, you know, again, respect their time, pay them a little uh, money for their expertise that they worked years to get. This is the type of practice that you don't want to go to a personal injury attorney for. So you don't want to go to someone who does family law, or criminal law. It's just not the same um, level of expertise. It's just like a doctor. You're not going to go to a doctor that works on feet to work on your eyes. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? It's a specialist. Yes, definitely. So at the end of the day, always partner with someone um, who can uh, make sure you're doing stuff correctly. Number two, again, being frank, sometimes when you're cute, you know, people will proposition you, you know? So that's another thing that you have to make sure you establish boundaries with, you know, people that you're working with, especially if you're on your own. And even in um, the big firms, you have to establish boundaries as well. Sometimes you're, you're gonna come into situations that you might not be um, comfortable with, but be okay with sticking up for yourself, which is easier said than done. But this is just something I oh. wish someone would have told me, you know? Hmm, very true. I like that. Yeah, that's some good tips right there, y'all. Because, um, yeah, I mean, the confidence, you know, because um, I think that it, the male, I mean, the law industry is male dominated. Yeah. So a lot of times women, we have to stand up just like, you know, the tech industry. So I think that that's good that, 
you know, that someone can stand on their ground. Cause you know, I was reading Michelle Obama's book and she was talking about how she was working at a firm and how she had to work 12 hours a day. And sometimes she felt like she wasn't listened to at times. So you know, she ended up changing careers. So that happens sometimes, but mm-hmm. you know, just about standing up, if you love the, you know, the career, you know, you love law, then you got to, you know, do the work. And, and of course, um, enough for yourself so you can have a good time doing it right, <laughs> you right. know I um and so now you you have your own trademark company now like i mean you you help people with i guess you could say because i'm probably saying wrong like you teach people how to trademark their their work and everything did you have classes now right so my practice um initially started off with just a focus per se with music and the copyright but then again like I said as you you grow you're growing with your clients um, I started seeing the the overlap for trademark registrations from entertainers to small businesses to thriving enterprises so um, I realized that there was a way to again teach people the process which you know it's basically um, uh, I guess you want to call it like a lead magnet in that I'm teaching you about the process because at the end of the day, you want to see what it is I do day in and day out as if I was your attorney, right? Mm-hmm. So it kind of gives you a better idea of the process, understanding what the USPTO is looking for and the purpose of a trademark, which I think a lot of people don't understand. Um, but at the same time, so I created this class um, where I'm teaching clients the process. They actually see me conduct the trademark search using the... Um, ID manual that we use to pick the, the the right protection class that covers what it is that they do, whether it's a product or a service, um, and then actually completing the application. And then I take Q&A. So again, if they take the class oh. and um, are still not comfortable filing for themselves, they get 90 days to go ahead and just say, hey, I would rather EJ Lee Law do it for me. So I've given, I provide resources. I have blog posts out there. I have checklists and things like that to where clients can, again, do as much as they can on their own. So by the time that they come to me, um, they've already, they pretty much know what questions to ask. It makes the, the consultation a lot easier to get through if mm-hmm. you understand what you're looking for, what you're asking for. Um, and uh, so again, I've, I've grown as my clients have grown and my uh, expertise and knowledge in these areas have grown. So that's why I added the trademark piece. So I've worked with um, your small enterprises all the way up to uh, bigger enterprises like wow. Harvey, I've worked with him. So um, that's amazing. So again, there's no excuse not to have an attorney with whatever you're doing because I've provided the resources at the low end all the way up to the top end when you're somebody who just needs to give it to someone else to take it for you. That part, that part. And um, for anyone that's curious, like um, how much are your classes or do you want people to just go to the website to see? So the class is 297. Um, they get a, uh, okay. uh, instruction, a live instruction, plus they get a workbook to keep. Um, and then there's oh, wow. content where you get to actually get a copy of the recording. So you can look at the recording whenever you want. Ooh, so so it's good. really a win-win situation because, again, you get to see what the process is and it might be less intimidating to you. But if after the process you're like, you know what, now I know why you get paid what you get paid, then you go ahead yeah. and you take you can get credit for what you paid for the course and it would go towards the actual cost of me filing it for you. Oh, okay. Okay. That's perfect. And if somebody wants you to file, how much do you charge if they want to, they say, Hey, you know what? I just want you to do it. I'm too busy. And you know, so 
Again, not to scare anyone. It's about $2,500, right? But that covers okay. um, the filing fee. It also covers a what I call a trademark search analysis report. So we kind of look at the mark mm -hmm. that you have or proposed to use with whatever service or product that you have. And the report gives okay. us a better idea if it's worth pursuing um, as far as the USPTO registration. Because you might have a mark that uh -huh. um, we can do the report and the report says, mm, this is probably not viable because there's someone else using it or um, it's, it's just not a good mark to pursue. So we just kind of look at those through this report. Then after the report, if you're, we feel great about it, then of course we file the, uh, the application and it includes all the communications with the USPTO. Basically, I take all the worry from you. So you don't have to worry about it. Yes. I will do it for you for that price. And it's it's worth it at the end of the day, especially if a busy busy lifestyle. You know, you may you may need a lawyer to sit down and do the work. And I think there's nothing wrong with that. And that's actually a good deal, twenty five hundred. So, you know, you want it bad enough, you can make, make it happen. happen. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And, yeah. And so, what what's your opinion on LegalZoom and Trade Engine and all these other websites that's out here? Like, do you feel it's it's worth it, or do you feel like it's best to have your own personal um, lawyer to help you with? you know, your, your, um, paperwork. If you're okay with it being done, uh, bottom of the barrel or that saying you get what you pay for, then by all means use legal zone. But at the end of the day, they're only going to give you bare minimum information. That's why it's bare minimum price. So if there's any mistake that's uh -huh. been made, um, you're pretty much SOL in terms of being able to address it, um, or even knowing how to address it. They only answer so many questions. Um, so it's kind of mm -hmm. one of those things where you get what you pay for. Like you might get something and you feel like it's great and you're happy with the process, fine. But if anything happens after that, you're pretty much SOL. They can't tell you, like for instance, I'll never forget, um, as an example, I was uh, following this uh, young lady who had a company called Glam University and she was connected to quite a few mm. uh, of the, I guess, Atlanta celebrities. And so she would do these, um, business sleepovers and so she you know people watch her post all the time on instagram you know so i think this was before they were doing videos but there was a post that she had um where supposedly she was in some kind of rivalry with um another competitor that was doing something similar to what she was doing and so um mm. I, I don't know what what how where it stemmed from, but there was some kind of argument back and forth. And then I looked at the post, and the caption reads, um, "I don't argue with bitches, I buy bitches." And so basically, what she did was oh. she filed a trademark registration for this competitor's name. So, and then basically was going to tell her once she received the registration to buy it back from her. Basically, so basically, it's really fraud because. Again, with trademark Dang. registrations or any kind of trademark or phrase you coin, you have to actually be using it in commerce for it to qualify as a trademark to you. So you can't just mm. put, go out there and buy a trademark and then try to sell it to someone because that would be considered fraud. But all that to say, she used yeah. LegalZoom to do it. So LegalZoom, of course, did Dang. not tell her that she couldn't do that. They took her money and filed it. Dang. Well then, yeah, that could that could happen to a lot of people. So people take heed right. on that We're one. Spending money to be petty, but it costs you money. Yeah, that's that's stupid. That's not something. No. That, yeah, that's stupid. Now, if she had went to a lawyer and said, <laughs> "Hey, 
you know, I want to sue this girl. I want to buy her name. They would have told you, no, don't do that. I mean, it wouldn't even necessarily have been something that she would have had to have paid for, for as far as a consultation fee. But mm-hmm. we could at least help save her mm-hmm. some points. And sis, don't do that. That's not how trademark is supposed to work. Yeah. Yeah, you got to create right. your own and thing. At the same time, what, what kind of message are you sending if you're someone... Uh, again, no shade to her, but again, the message that she was pushing yeah. out was about unity and collaboration, support and empowerment between oh, women. Well. But this is what you're doing. That sends the, the exact opposite yeah. message. She has no integrity and we need that's if you that's what you represent, then you need to hold exactly. integrity. So and so that's bad on yeah, her brand. Absolutely. <laughs> so. But. But we notice a lot of pretenders <laughs> out there that, you know, unfortunately, it's <laughs> so not really walking the walk. Right. So, but, um, but yeah, um, for anyone that I would say want to take your courses, where would they go? What's your website so they can go and check it out? So they check can go you to out. my website at www.ejleelawpractice.legal. They can also go to my uh, Twitter, which is ejleelaw, and there's a link with all of the links to the courses, to my website, and to my other social media handles. That's the easiest way to reach me. I, I mean, social media has made it to where someone can reach you literally within seconds. So I'm I'm pretty active on Facebook, on Twitter, <laughs> IG, and all of my handles are pretty much the same, which is ejleelaw. That is amazing. I love it. Yeah, please support this sister. She's super talented, super knowledgeable and professional. So I would, you know, she's my go-to. Like if I, you know, getting a music contract or something, I'm coming to a re- I'm coming to EJ. I'm going to say her name wrong. I'm coming to EJ. And, and I'm going to pay her. reminds me of my slogan, which is, as you grow, I grow with you. Because we literally have grown together. Ooh. When you first started, it was just music. But now you're doing apps. You're doing all kinds of different things, and I just yeah. love that. It just shows that the level of creativity within, within, within music, within creativity, just in general, art, all of those things kind of come together to create, you know, the app that you put together. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, I think that, and that's the thing. I think that people think, oh, you're being a Jill of several trades, and you're not, you know, you know, and I would hear that a lot. But the thing about it is, is that everything is with each other. Being an app developer is. Yeah, entertainment. Exactly. You're an entertainer. You know, I'm creating something to entertain you. You know, you know, um, my new app that's coming out soon. Once I get, you know, copyright yeah. trademark. <laughs> okay. Everybody, I go tell y'all. That's right. <laughs> EJ knows because she's <laughs> VIP. But um, <laughs> you know, I I'm definitely gonna conti- go to her. You know, what I mean, we gotta support. You know, um, black uh, lawyers in, in our right. support Absolutely. our own. You know, and so. You know, we've seen how Clubhouse blew up so fast and, you know, that's another mm. topic. But, you know, the, you know, right. issues with that, you know, saying people thought he was a, a black um, creator, but he ended up being a white creator. And, you know, a lot of other a lot of apps right now, like Needle app was by a black creator, but he didn't get as much attention as Clubhouse because Clubhouse, I don't know, you know, it just it just he had more backing and even though needle app was around before that and doing the same thing it just didn't get as much attention so you know but um but yeah that's that's one of the things that that's that's what that's what it's about you know just going out there and 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 doing your research doing the work like you said um making sure your name's not being used anywhere just and just getting some help like stop trying to do everything because it's it's hard like i'm looking at the paperwork on us us 
yeah I'm like what's going on you know <laughs> I don't even think it's my patience because I'm not you know I don't always have uh, the patience so that's why sometimes I've had to just you know outsource and say hey you know what I'm gonna have to, to pay someone you know for this because I don't want something like that to happen to me or anyone where I go to trade engine or trade was it trade engine or trademark engine and then you know they're not doing their due right. diligence and I mean you, know, you ain't paying them you don't for know what diligence. you're paying them for it to be cheap so that's the thing if you pay for something cheap you're gonna get the results. <laughs> simple as that yeah and I'm like unless it's a basic copyright of a song or something I, yeah you definitely uh, you know because you don't know what could happen with these things you know you want to it could be a big clubhouse it could be something big so you want to go to someone like EJ to get the proper um help so you know but yeah I want to say I don't want to hold you up on here um you know, but if you have any final words you want to tell the every, you know, tell people, um, yeah, pl- feel free. 2021 is the year of no excuses. Whatever it is you value, you will invest in. Represent, represent. That's what I'm talking about. No excuses. And I'm Absolutely. team no excuses. We're going to make it happen. We'll figure it <laughs> you know, out. It's it takes a little time, but that time is passing by anyway. So at least use it wisely. Thank you. Thank you. And that's what I was just telling, you know, it's funny because I think there's like a universal uh, connection here because that's what my last interv- uh, last interviewee was saying was like, hey, you know, it took me a year to get these algorithms together, but, but I did it. It took me a year to figure this out. And I think some people look at the time it takes and right. say, oh, I can't do it. Yeah, I'm right. going to be old by then. No, it doesn't matter because a year will go by and you think exactly. I should have done it. Either. Exactly. So. I agree with you on that, EJ. No excuses. And this is not the last of time you're going to be here. Yes, We're going to have you up here again. We're going to talk more, more. Specific to some you know. things, you know? Some stuff we got to call out. Call to the carpet. Yes, call to the carpet. Maybe have you and Danielle in here doing a... a, a we, we have her in here, oh, too, yes. chatting oh, with yes. us. It's going to be fun. <laughs> oh, man, Danielle. <laughs> I'm going to be... Shoot, the feature yeah. I'm working with her, too. And that's, that's, that's why I moved to Nevada. So I'm like, yo... A lot of stuff going on out here, but yeah, I'm not going to hold you up. But um, I'm definitely going to uh, definitely share this, and we're going to get this out here, get the message out here to the community about um, making sure your work is properly secured. And um, I want to—it's an honor Thank having you, you on here so today. Thank you so much Jay, for inviting me. Like I said, I'm so proud of you and everything that you've been doing. You are just—you are the example of the Thank kind you. kind of client that I love to see. That starts from you know, small, humble beginnings like all of us and it's just doing the damn thing. It, yes. I can just see the level of confidence yes. and it's just radiating off of you. <laughs> yeah, it, came, it took years yeah. and I appreciate it. It took me some years and I first spoke to you and the, you know, and, and just that journey and I, and I see it in you too. Exactly. You came far, man. Absolutely. I mean, you're doing your thing. I'm seeing you everywhere and I like what you're doing. So I'm grateful to know you. Um, and we, yes, and we, we don't keep building. So, um, I'm about to post this. Everybody's gonna man, you're gonna man give some people some I good am. jewels today. So Thank I appreciate you for having you. me. And um, you have a you welcome and have a blessed day. And I'm gonna check out All your right, podcast as well. Soon. Bye guys. Talk to you soon. Bye everyone. Thanks for listening, everyone. And by the way, if you want some good music, check out scoreflu.com. Also go to newsorific.com and um, also check out EJ's website. All right, peace, fam.